To the movie talk, we're uh, substituting hosts today. My name is Lennon MZ. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me at Openyado underscore PC on Instagram. And uh, today we're going to talk about can't find us everywhere. some bullshit. <laughs> if you don't like uh, a bunch of cuss words or gangster movies or things that are rated R, you probably should tune out or don't tune out. It's fine. Tell your other adult friends to listen. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends because today we're talking about two different movies. Three different movies. Three different. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a good host. I didn't get the text. Three different movies. (laughs) Paperwork's right in front of you. Oh, three different movies. Belly. Belly, Reservoir Dogs, and Goodfellas. Oh, Reservoir Dogs. All right. Oh. So, number one on the list, and uh, being since I'm just the proctor of this. Podcast today, we're going to talk about Belly. I knew you were coming, so I sent everyone away because I believe my final moment was at hand. Before you pull that trigger and take my life, I would like the chance to tell you some things. So Belly is an early 2000s movie. Um, the cast con- compromise. Uh, com- Compromised? Comprised of. Comprised, sorry. Comprised of uh, several hip-hop artists at the time. So Nas. DMX. DMX, Method Man. Um, there's a, another, AZ. What's that? AZ. Yeah. Um, it's about... Uh, uh, and the movie's in 98. 98? Or, or 2000s. I was wrong. But um, DMX is the ma- one of the main characters where he comes up in the ranks of like street cred. And... Um, Finds his way to make the most of his money along the lines of his best friend who is uh, played by Nas, who told him who's out of the game. And Nas is like, oh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, who has a nice role with uh, T-Boz. T-Boz is his wife in that movie. She played a, a pretty good role in that movie. And then Method Man is one of the villains in one of that movie as well, in that movie as well. But it's just DMX trying to make money in the drug game. So you see him, you know, go to like, I don't know, you go see him go to Jamaica, I believe. It's he goes Jamaica. to Jamaica. Yeah. Gets in trouble, goes to Atlanta. Well, he moves all over to move the drugs. Yeah, to move the drugs. They go to uh, Nebraska, I believe. Right. The entire movie is almost like filmed like a music video. And it's it's, it's actually a, a pretty well-filmed like cinema, cinematography. I think it's great. It's a pretty good movie. I like the use of contact to- lenses. When they go through the uh, Jamaica night, nightclub scene, yeah, it's, it's pretty. That was my biggest beef with that movie is that it was filmed like a music it's video. A, it's a, a giant Williams filmed it just like he would a music a video. music video. Yeah, um, dialogue wise, it's not a, a great movie. The plot line is not a great movie, but when you think of hip hop artists acting, that's that's pretty stellar. I you mean, think I, it's stellar? Yeah, for when it comes to on other on other movies. Now I'm in the side bust on this. With um, side bus belly, and other movies made from rappers in the community, you know rapper community. Um, what is it? Poison the Hood, Poison Friday. 
Boys in the Hood only had Ice Cube as a rapper. Friday. Friday. Also had Ice Cube. <laughs> uh, Higher Learning is pretty good with Ice Cube and Busta Rhymes. What's the movie with uh, Tupac when he shot his friend? Juice. Juice. Is that Juice? Juice. Or yeah. Above the Rim? Above how, the how Rim. Do you, how do you Above the Rim, he plays the bad guy. And yeah. Juice, there it's the four of them. Oh, oh Juice with up the in four. Harlem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the what the DJs. Is. How do you rate yeah, yeah. these? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, good. that's a good movie. That is that's a good movie. movie. How do you put these? How do you how do you rate Belly on these? I, I would put that number three of those three. The Belly's my number three. I don't like Belly. Belly's okay. As much as I'm a hip hop fan and fanatic of that, I love DMX's music. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, his lyrics, his story, everything. I uh, did not love Belly. I did not like Belly at all. Um, I thought Belly was creative. Um, it, it kind of made the hip-hop artists go in a different point of view because you always at the time when you would hear dmx like really crass and like like really rough well here you see method man you seem like a gangster like rapper stuff like that see t-boss and t-boss is a mother in this movie you see Nas, and he's kind of like a a like wise character in, in this movie I think they played themselves in all this no 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 they don't they actually it's not really if you, if you don't. think of, if you think about dmx and the way he played or the way he like the flesh of my flesh uh-huh. album. Uh huh. He's pretty. He's pretty like into Jesus. It was around that time. It's around that time, but they don't play to the characters they play in their, is their also music. Super wise. Yeah, but they, but they don't really play like their characters in their music. They oh. they they're, they're acting, and I, I think it's it's. I agree that it's. I would put it number three. I put Juice or above the rim above <sighs> Belly. Above is above this, Belly. Yeah. 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 That's what I said. Belly's number three. A- Top 100? Yeah. No, no. I'm not, hell I'm, no. I don't think so. No, it's not hell even no. close. Not even close. You guys, I just realized it had that song, um, I Never... <laughs> she ain't a DJ, so she don't need the wax. Give a hood Stevie for her Wonder, gas. I never... <laughs> I never dreamed you'd leave in summer. Oh, man. That song. <laughs> Good job, Oni. So, whatever the movie was, as long as it has that song, so, it's my number one. <laughs> So Belly, since we're talking about the three different movies, Reservoir Dogs, Belly, and Goodfellas, Goodfellas, uh, this is more of a drug crime movie versus a mob mafia. It just felt like multiple music videos trying to get right. put together into one, right? And I did not like it. It was it was too many pieces. It jumped around too much. Are they it does jump around. In no, no, not at all. No, no rapping. No, no rapping. The acting. I didn't love the acting, but I, you don't expect much from DMX and Nas, and I don't, and I hate to down talk these guys because of what they did for the music side, but the acting is not them. Method Man to me has always been a great rapper actor. Right. Um, his roles have always been believable. DMX has always kind of played the same role, so I don't really expect tough much. Fast. Also, tough fast five seven. There, there are a number. There are a number of movies where you you see like a, a, a an orchestra or you know some kind of background music. This movie has a lot of scenes where there's no music in the background. There's a lot of dead. Yeah, there's a lot of dead silence, and it's just like you only hear them speaking or or breathing, and it's like where's the background music? Well, that's kind of like all music videos, like Isaac was bringing up, right? When you look up, I don't think Hype Williams did this, this music video, but like to tell me when to go video. It begins with like, uh-huh. and then it just goes silent, and you see like dudes with dreads. Just there's a lot of that it. in this movie. There's a right. lot of the just deadpan silence, right? But there's no, I think it's the emotional yeah. connection to the to I the film. Not, not in this. It just goes dark, or 
it has too much different colors and lights and everything going on. It's filmed exactly like a High Williams music video. Right. You remember um, the Nas, R. Kelly, did you ever think that she would be this? Right. Remember that era? It has like a soapbox, like a, 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 a widescreen cinematography the entire time. And it, it's it's HD, but there's really no kind of dialogue or anything like that. So, oh, that's it. So, yeah, I, I, it was to me, but I feel like I also expected a lot more of because of how much everybody talks about it. In my mind, I hyped it up so much that it was going to be decent. I recently just watched it. Um, I've watched it, it. Yeah, I watched it three times in the last like twenty years. Do you think the hype? Years? I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you think the hype killed it for you? My personal hype probably killed it in my own mind. Yeah, it was also '98, and I've watched it in 2021. <laughs> Shit, there's because there's a lot of movies like that that like have, have a, a bunch of fucking hype that like you look forward to looking at like watching the movie, and then like it's not as what it seemed to be. Or, Suicide Squad. Yeah, like like that. Suicide Squad was like supposed to be like the. The best movie of Batman versus Superman. In both of those, both of those, um, I thought Suicide Squad was decent. But yeah, I did too. But but both of those did. Was like, it a great movie? It wasn't a great movie. Was great in numbers. Up to be correct. Yeah, they did. They did great Kelly. in numbers, but I don't think they did they great, did great with Halloween reviews. <laughs> Especially Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that. But movie that either. that movie also has real actors. Rally right. is a movie where you're taking rappers Are, trying to tell a story and trying to make them actors by a man that doesn't really I don't know what Hype Williams is, but I know Hype Williams as a video producer. I mean, yeah, yeah, video producer, dr- yeah, director. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's exactly what it felt like. Just a bunch of music videos that you're trying to right. make into a story. Do right. you think if the actors were actors and not music people that the movie would have been better? Not exactly either, because the way the movie's written, it's almost like different skits pasted together to make a story from point A to point B. There's the almost like individual skits of and it's of a character because he went one point of the movies in, in Atlanta, one point of the movies in Jamaica and it's almost like you you got to really pay attention to what's happening otherwise you're lost. But even they don't piece it together though. They don't really piece it together the way that a linear character development grow, goes in this movie and with any character, if you replace DMX with, I don't know, Jamie Foxx, the movie's not going to be saved. Yeah. It needs. It doesn't have the slow growth, the snowball effect to where it's, they just throw in all the players at once. Right. Because everybody's here. In the first scene, it's everybody's, everybody's there. there. Is that the club scene? Yeah, it's where they're walking in and they're... The what first, do they even do? They don't they shoot somebody or something? In the, in, in, like Isak said, there, there, there are several scenes in this movie. It's just like... Fit for a music video, slow mos, people dancing, women, women in lingerie, guys in Tim's, guys with like the fubu stuff at the time that were like really fashionable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really that it sticks out like oh that's that's tight. It's a good movie, Mm-mm. except that song. Yeah, it so. just feels like it was rushed. Right, let's get it out. You guys are act. Let's get you in the actor. Let's get you in the acting roles. Let's get you yeah. You're out there. Let's. This will be good promo. Right. Get so it out. In in the crate of movies involving hip hop artists to like pull out and say, oh, I'm gonna watch that tonight. Belly is the bottom of the barrel. I would agree. Okay. 
Now, bottom of the barrel of just hip hop movies or movies that involve hip hop artists. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. there's other movies on top of that. Now, like, is there any takeaways from Belly that you would you would like to say? Like, okay, maybe one thing about that about that movie is is I think smart or um, you know ahead of its time. Yeah, visually, aesthetically, um, I think it's it's really neat the way that they had like it's also um, takes time around the um, New Year's or something. Takes around the time yeah, of like nineteen. Well, it's the year 90, 1999. or there's ninety eight into ninety nine. Right, there's a scene where the nightclubs, or they go to Jamaica, and the way that like visuals are are, are put together, are really neat. The colors come out nice. There's a scene where the gunfight, where the SWAT team comes in, and like he has to shoot people, like or shoot, try to like save himself from a SWAT team, and so you see laser beams everywhere. No, that's when they were coming in to hit the. Oh, you're talking about the Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's pretty neat. So the visual, visually, the movies looks cool looks great if you put a trailer together but mm-hmm. as a movie mm, that's my opinion 84 percent of people like that movie Metascore, but is it or because of hype google users <laughs> but is it because of the hype behind it and the I, they don't tell you on like google the nostalgia why. of that era do me a favor when you look at the meta score on that and then uh with with that do you think there's cliches in 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 belly like uh for example in mib or not mib sorry um Bad Boys, I think, too, when they fought the Jamaicans, it was just like a 360 circle of like just like a gunfight. Oh, no, that that's not, there's nothing like that in Belly. Belly is a little more hoodie or earth. It's it's really like downplayed. It's, it's, it's really hood. It's really like concrete. There's nothing Hollywood about it. Yeah, it's a little gutter. That and it's more realistic in a way. It's more realistic where it's like. People's intentions are, are, you know, like what they're going to do and stuff like that. So there's no, there isn't a high body count in this movie. Because DMX is not like a kingpin. No. And Nas isn't a kingpin. They have nice things. They buy drug dealer things. But it's not like they're living in a right. mansion. They're not Scarface or something like that. And pounds and pounds and pounds of powder right. or whatever. Right. I think in the movie, he's actually even trying to move some kind of new heroin or something. Correct. Correct. So is that, that like Blue Dream? Or Blue, Blue Magic. Blue Magic, sorry. That that based on the true story, that's a way better movie about this kind of genre than Belly itself. Okay. Yeah. It's filmed better too. And if you know who that director is, that's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott who made Gladiator, who made mm-hmm. Aliens. That's uh you know, that th- that movie is way superior. That was Belly. a great movie. But again, you have actors playing actor like I mean actors, actors being actors, actors, actors. they do professionally. That's, that's a good script. Right. Compared to everything was Belly. written right, it was shot right, right. it was acted out right. Almost American Gangster is a completely different movie from Belly, right? But it's also a true story, right? So he's talk out of like let's just compare this to a meta score out of a hundred. What would you give Belly? I don't know what a meta score is. Is this, this IMBD? Is that a meta score? Um, what is that? What does the meta score consist of? Just what the rating you would give Belly? Belly. <laughs> out of, let's just say out of ten. Out of what 10? would you give Belly? Three and a half. I'd give it a four. Monique? Uh, I have no idea because I have never seen it. Okay. So probably zero. Because I so watch If it's at the bottom movie. of the crate, I'd watch it while you're cleaning the house on a Sunday afternoon. So you're saying this is like one of those straight-to-DVD movies? It, it, go ahead. I'll let you comment on it and then I'll say something. I would... Straight-to-DVD now, maybe, but back then, no. Back then, it was... It was the movie it was to hype, watch. But yeah, it was it just was like, because of the hype, movie. though. But right? because of who was in it. 
Right. Because at that time, DMX had just dropped two albums in one year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas, I think, had just dropped. Stillmatic or Nostradamus? One of those two. Nostradamus. And at that, right, I mean, at that point, Nas and DMX, DMX was Def Jam's baby. It was DMX Records, not Def Jam Records at that point, because everything was surrounded around him. And the same thing with Nas. So at that point, no, it was not a straight DVD. It was exactly what they did. They put it in theaters. It was a like, oh, come watch this. And everybody watched it because of that. I, what I believe. Everybody watched it because of them. I agree. Um, and when we go back to like going to nightclubs and we go to like bars and stuff like that, this would be one of those movies where you go to like an indie bar or and nightclub playing it. They'd and they're playing, playing in the background. Yeah. If you go to like a hip hop bar, this would be one of those movies in 30 years. It was like, oh, this is Belly. Yeah, I don't know that movie. It was just a background. You just watch it. You yeah, don't hear it's like it. you don't really hear it because there's really nothing to pay attention to in this movie. Right. There's a lot of movies like that. This is one of them. They 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 play like Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee which is another at the way bar. more entertaining than Belly. But still, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay, but so I would not even put those on the same level. Exactly. Okay, so Enter like, the Dragon has a story. It has everything, yep. and and yep. it plays out right. Yeah. So let's say they're they're airing this movie in Hayward. At one of those smaller like theaters, would you pay to go watch no. the movie again? No, not again. No, no. Monique, I watch it at home for free. I wouldn't watch it based on this conversation, but actually, I wanted to just—I don't want to veer off the topic that we're discussing. But think about that person in 1998 who loves TRL, TRL, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and lives in—I um, don't know—Charlotte. <laughs> the person, the person who watches TRL. Wouldn't watch this movie. This movie would be watched by people who are hip hop enthusiasts. Who watch BET? Who, who uh, maybe <laughs> would have watched? Not it. even that. You're you're you love your you love Rough hip-hop. Riders. Yeah, you love Wu Tang. You love you DMX. love you love you love grungy like really underground hip hop. This isn't something for TRR. That's that's a different type of demographic. So, was that the last movie that we want to talk about? No. So um, we have Goodfellas, and um, we also have. Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs, Dogs Reservoir. and Inglorious Bastards. I just oh, read that one. one. That's one of them. No, but um, no, no, no. But no, let's 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 go to let's talk about Reservoir Dogs. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh, uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in it. You don't believe in tipping? You know what these chicks make? They make shit. Don't give me that. She don't make enough money. She can quit. <laughs> Let me just get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh? I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they really put forth the effort, I'll give them something extra. But, I mean, it's tipping automatically. It's for the birds. And that's also in the top 100 movies. Same as Goodfellas. We're talking about the top 100 movies of all time. Reservoir Dogs and Goodfellas are in there. Do you guys think that Reservoir Dogs deserves a spot in that In that, um I'll let you go list. first because I didn't love it. Okay. Um, this is Quentin Tarantino's first for a first directorial like this directorial debut he has no he has no like he has a budget but there's no cgi there's no crazy over-the-top cinematic scope as far as like special effects goes this is a crime thriller that involves a a group of guys who do i believe it's a bank heist jewelry a robbery Jewelry, jewelry robbery yeah right and then they it all goes bad and one guy's undercover to try to infiltrate this gang, and he is suffering the entire movie. Granted, this is a Quentin Tarantino film, 
and you're talking about blood. This movie is blood galore. Okay, it's just it's it's also like one of the movies where it's just like it stays in one place the entire movie. So, so you have to have patience, right? Because one of the things that's very popular about this movie is it's non-linear. Like to a lot of Tarantino movies, go one story to another story to so another story. Yeah. Do you feel like this is another cliche Tarantino movie and it, it, it kind of kills you for you or what? It doesn't kill me because this is the first time. If you if if you never seen a Tarantino movie, I would start exactly with this one. But the stories don't. It's not like a Pulp Fiction, yeah. or or Inglorious Bastard, right? Where there's a bunch of stories that then meet up. This this one made sense. It's it, your characters played in, and then you went to one character, and you saw the past. Then you came back to the same situation in the room. You go to the next character, and right. he tells his story, and it and it ties in. Mm-hmm. In traditionally, when you see villains or antiheroes, you only see a little bit of each character. Quentin Tarantino has a thing where you are falling in love with every single character he kind of has in his movies. They all have backgrounds, and in this movie, they're all they're all depicted as like Mr. Blue, Mr. White, Mr. You know, Pink, Brown. Mr. Orange, Mr. right, Brown. right, right. So you you're you're put into a, a you're given a perspective of each character, so that way they they the audience could kind of piece it together. Later not just on. piece it together. They they fall in love with a specific character. I have my favorite characters in, it, and my favorite characters were the bad guys. I think one of them is portrayed by man. He's the one that yells in the guy's ear, or he he like chops his ear off and yells in. I think it's Mr. White or something, uh, which is something Vega. His last name is Vega in the movie, who's supposed to be related to like Vinci and Vega from Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I like the fact that it's regarded as one of the top one hundred. I think it's one of a it's it's a great crime thriller. Now, do you think it's um? Do you think it's just because? You- me knowing you, I know that you're into cult classics. Yeah. My brother Lee is into like a lot of indie films and he's into like that that more uh grungy, I wouldn't say like almost like a standalone director. Do you think it's your cult classic film following or do you think it's mm. just your just your love for the cinema uh, cine, cinematic cinematography? Yeah it's, yeah, it's love for cinema. I just like the fact that I have something that I I, I I like this crime because it's original. Mm-hmm. Nothing before it has been made in the, before it, and nothing since Reservoir Dogs. Maybe similar to I would compare it similar to um, another Quentin Tarantino movie where they're stuck in the snow. It's mm-hmm. very similar to that one. I forget that name of that Fargo? one. No, it's where they're stuck in with Kurt Russell, uh, oh. The Hateful Eight. It's very mm-hmm. similar to The Hateful Eight, but it it's uh, it's the first of its kind. Wasn't that a cowboy movie? It, no. Well, it's almost like the same premise where the group of people who were bandits get stuck in the snow in one cabin where this one, a uh, uh, high school's bad and they're stuck inside like a warehouse or something. Plot, yeah. Yeah. So it's almost very similar. That's crazy. I, Cause it's like in, in, in reservoir dogs, it's eight men eating breakfast. Breakfast that's how it starts. I love LA. the ending. I mean the, the beginning of the movie, the yeah. beginning of the movie captivated me and I, it kept me like, okay, I'm going to watch more. Mm-hmm. But what the movie let the whole movie was like more. Okay, now it's going to pop off. Now something's going to happen. Now I'm going to see what they did. Now it's going to happen, and then it's the end. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to see I wanted to see what they were talking about. We're, I think it's because we're always so... Movies are always going for, like, the pop. They're always going for, like, heat. In heat, you remember, like, the, the action scene with the bank robbery or, you know, Saving Pirate Ryan with D-Day, the opening scene. You don't get that with this movie. It's a mm-hmm. slow burn where nothing actually really happens. Until, like, the end. 
maybe not even that. It's just and didn't even have anything. No, there's nothing. There's nothing happening. It's just these characters and their inner turmoil with each other. Mm-hmm. Their inner fuck up with each other is what happens in this movie. There isn't a a a, a, a crazy shootout. Well, there is a crazy shootout. Well, there there is. You don't get to there see is. it. You just don't really get to see it. It's just. Isn't there a torture scene in this? Yeah, there's a torture scene. There's like a scene where this he guy chops the, the ear cop. off. He right. chops the cop. Yeah. Mr. Brown beats up the cop right. and he cuts his and ear off. I, I, I've never seen someone die so slowly in a movie. In movies, you kind of see a, a character that, you know, gets shot and they die. I felt like this movie's almost a little realistic Blonde. where this dude was just dying the entire time and it's bloody as fuck. And he's dying. And it's like, can someone help this dude out? But if they do, they're all in trouble. So it's almost like a real life situation implications with this movie mm-hmm. um, with Reservoir Dogs. Um, but like I said, there's nothing that was made before this and maybe something that was made after this with Hateful Eight. But I could see how this is regarded as one of the top 100 movies because it's just it's innovative. It's it's different from, you know, at the time, it, I think it, it kind of almost played onto Scorsese. What about you? So do you think you think this movie's what he's hyping it up to be? Or not hyping up to me, but do you think you agree I, with me? I think me? he described it very well of what it is. Until now, I didn't see it like that. But in other Tarantino movies, you do get to see a little bit. Like in Inglorious Bastards, when they talk about Stiglitz, yeah. and they give you that little piece of what he did, that's what I was kind of expecting in this movie, where they talk so much about the heist, and it went wrong. And he started shooting everybody up and doing this and that. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, let's get a little piece. They're going to give us a little piece. They're going to give us a little piece. And I was just, uh, I just left. I was just left on a cliffhanger, like, oh, nothing. Everybody killed themselves, and they end up. Nobody ends up anything. The guy that cowered away under the ramp is the one that makes it out, right? And he's supposed to be the hardest guy because at the beginning, when they talk about tipping, he's the only one that says, "I don't tip. I don't believe in that." Right? You want me to Buscemi. give somebody money so Buscemi. that they Buscemi. can, yeah. yeah, so that they can do their job, what they're supposed to do, right? And that those little dialogues that they have, like at the cafe, quintessential Tarantino. Yeah, right. And that is what I like. It, it captivates you, right? And you listen, and you're like, okay, this is gonna. And be, knowing Tarantino movies, oh, this is gonna be super important. I need to remember all right. of this. So mm-hmm. you're in there, you're watching, and you're right. paying all the attention, right? To me, it just felt for nothing. But it, it falls flat in that. But point. no, that's another thing, though. Quentin Tar- Quentin Tarantino. Has a lot of movies where he has uh, isolated stories within like a whole bunch of other people that like the littlest thing would would be like a big a big deal in a future movie, and then it's not or or, or certain to the plot, right? For like for example, no one knew that the wallet scene or the uh, the diner was such a big deal in Pulp Fiction until the very end of the movie. Right or or it was a big it was a big um, scene I don't know what they call it in like in cinema but there's like a, a, a like a certain location that location was a big deal in the entirety of the movie because it was like going to the past and the future at the same time in certain people's um, plot lines right like they would go they would they would kind of like pick a little bit from. The past of John Travolta, or like the viewpoint of you're saying that all these scenes would kind they of culminate, in, culminate they, into this right, one final scene, right? They tied in together. So same thing with Goodfellas. They bring all these eight characters 
and they kind of introduced same thing with Reservoir Dogs, right? Yeah, Reservoir Dogs, not say, sorry, yeah, Reservoir, Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah. Um, you're on to something there. Um, in Reservoir Dogs and in Quentin Tarantino in general, yeah, you really want to pay attention to some characters and what they say. But the funny thing about Quentin Tarantino, some of this shit means is meaningless. Right. And it's only to fill stuff and it's only to kind of like get the audience to like a certain character. This happens in Kill Bill when you're introduced to the Silly Rabbit the, tricks are for kids. The the entire killing squad. The eighty eight. Not the eighty eight, the 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 black mamba like group. The eighty eight. No, the eighty eight. They're just the they're four people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you get to or like Dawn them. after dusk. Right. I know right. that wasn't his movie, but yeah, and Dustal Dawn. That oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, only yeah. you like the two brothers or the family with the, the the kids, like the guy with his two kids. You know, you have certain characters that have long pieces of dialogue. Where it's just like, man, what the guy, what the fuck he's like talking about? Like this guy's weird, or like that guy. Or, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. I think encapsulates in Django. Django, one of the best monologues I've ever heard. And you don't you don't really see. Like DiCaprio in a villainous role. You talking about when he smashed the cup on his hand? Yeah, he goes on this rant about how like, like black people have a different like brain pattern or skull pattern versus other people, and it's like he's so demonic and villainous. But it's just like the way that that scene is written is so powerful. Powerful. Like he, it's almost like this has nothing to do with this story in general. Mm-hmm. You just want to hate that guy, right? And and Quentin Tarantino has a a, a thing where he does this with. Every single character in his movies, especially like Samuel Jackson, who he, he uses a lot in um, say what again, right? <laughs> and, see that movie to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you no, finish. Well, you can finish. Uh, like Samuel Jackson in Jackie Brown mm-hmm. hated him in Jackie Brown. He's such a asshole in Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. But that's how Quentin Tarantino writes him. Go ahead. You keep quoting Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction gives you everything you want and even more. This movie to me didn't give me that. It I'm was just talking, like flat. And I'm like, come on. The okay. stories that they take when they're building up the cop and he's telling them, remember this, remember the right. toilet, remember this other story, remember this. And I'm like, okay, this is going to matter. This is going to matter. This is going to matter. Because I've seen other Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. This movie, I don't know. I guess, again, I expected more of it, but it was just... It was just there. It's a good movie, but I didn't. It's not a movie that I love, and I don't understand why this movie made it. And movies like Snatch and Inglorious Bastards aren't on that movie because those movies to me are they tell a story, mm-hmm. they bring multiple stories together into one, they give you all the pictures you want painted with all the colors you want, everything. And this one is just really like a black and white with some shots of red good point i think in order for snatch and for english bastards in a way to be good movies you needed reservoir dogs to happen there's no reservoir dogs there isn't a blueprint for those other movies to come along yes and the only reason i watched reservoir dogs was somebody said it was a prequel to pulp fiction it's related by one character i think think it's like yeah it's related because of almost all movies there's somewhat connected. Yeah, they're somewhat connected. There's and we like, can go a, into a different like. There's like a Reddit like account that's like ties all these movies in. Yeah, and it makes sense the way he ties it because he meant he he really meant for these movies to connect. But the one, one connection Reservoir Dogs with with Pulp Fiction is because one of the Vegas John Travolta's 
character in Pulp Fiction is related to uh, Mr. Something. In, I think it's Mr. White. Um, Mr. Blonde. Or Mr. Blonde or in Reservoir something. Dogs, yeah. So, so out of... Um, out of a hundred, what would you give? Out of a hundred, uh, <laughs> out of or ten? Get to ten nice or ten? Well, let's just. I'm go, I'm going off of Metacritic's. Uh huh. So Metacritic's gives it a hundred score ahead, or go. or ten. What's a Metacritic? You didn't explain that yet. A Metacritic is just pretty much a rating on what people would, would uh, on a hundred percentile on a hundred or a ten, like whatever's easier. They they give both scores like reviews on professionals who review review uh, movies all the time, or just random people. So sometimes you'll get a meta meta score of like, for example, Reservoir Dogs. Um, spoiler alert. It's got a 79. That's pretty good. So it's a pretty score. good movie. Pretty it's, good score. It's yeah. not like a watch over and over and over it's again movie. That's exactly what I would say. I wouldn't but it's watch a, it. Although, oh, like, I wouldn't reach for it to watch it again. Uh, this one has a, a rewatch value for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like Belly. Um, Again, this is one of those movies where it's if you look think about it nowadays, if they had cell phones or beepers. Cult classic. Yeah. It'd be different. Mm-hmm. But as a classic, I'd give it a I'd give it a B. Eighty percent would be good. I'd take it back. I would watch it again. But only because of how Lee explained it. The things that <laughs> the things that he's explained. Not right now, but how you mm-hmm. explain the movie and things like that. So I'd look I'd go back, watch it maybe one but, more time to see if I catch those little things and and, and what I can catch and what I can miss, but you kind of wouldn't. Wouldn't I? Wouldn't watch it again to see as the characters. I'd see it as a a appreciation for Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, because like a like if you, for example, all of Quentin Tarantino's movies, you could watch almost over and over and over again and catch one thing different. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is I feel like almost every movie. It's kind of like The Sixth Sense. If you watch The Sixth Sense, you notice things that you didn't notice before. Until he was dead, and then when you watch the movie all over again, you you start noticing that oh he's talking to like a doorknob or he's talking to like Bruce Willis as a ghost <laughs> in the chapel when he's talking to himself, or he's in a closet. You know it's it's hella crazy. Like this is one of those movies where like if you watch it over and over and over, you catch one of those one or two things you didn't notice before, and then. Um, it stands out more than ever. Yeah, but I feel like I went into the movie looking for something like that. It's not too deep, Reservoir Dogs, as far as like when it comes to content. It's not too deep where you have to really think about it. It's really surface level kind of stuff. And so I don't think yeah, that I would catch too much no, more if but I go back and the watch appreciation it would be just for Quentin Tarantino and like his his love for dialogue. Do you guys feel that this should be in the top one hundred? Yep, I think so. I said my piece about how I think other movies would top it. <laughs> okay. Especially those two movies. Movies like yeah, um, Snatch and Inglourious Snatch and Glorious Bastards, yeah. Babel, how they bring so many stories together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Traffic also does that. Yeah. That would be my own that's my only issue is why didn't these other movies make top one hundred as well? Right. But I I'm not a movie guy as much as Lee. I watch movies. I appreciate movies. I love you, watching movies you, and, and that, but I don't have it like Lee does. You, you, take, you take away the, the bloody undercover cop, and you take away... You have an immediate action. You have 12 Angry Men. You have That's 12, a movie that got me like, oh. Yeah, 12 Angry Men, you were carried in that movie by a sheer dialogue of people who were debating on whether a person's innocent or not. 
Same thing as Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs just have one guy dying, and the, they want to make sure that no one snitches on each other to go to jail. It's almost the same. It's almost the same, and like same type of movie. Okay, or so have you seen the movie The Sunset Limited, or something like that? Uh, or so, yeah, The Sunset that, Limited. The Sunset Limited. Yeah, with um, is snakes on a plane. Sam Jackson, Jackson and Tommy Jones. Sunset Limited. Tommy Lee Jones. Is that what it's called? Sunset Limited. Yeah, I've seen a movie with both those guys. It's but just it's them two in a room. Oh no! Where he was gonna jump into the train. And Samuel Jackson catches him. Wow. That's a good movie. But that movie is just like 12 Angry Men. They're in one room and it's just them two talking. Uh And and the movie keeps you captivated because Samuel Jackson tells his stories about how he grew up and life was rough and this and that. And Tommy Lee Jones was just having a bad day and he was going to jump in front of the subway in New York and he grabs him. And it's a movie you should watch. But when you said 12 Angry Men, I was like, wow, yeah. The Sunset Limited. That's a good movie. <laughs> is that check check it out. Sunset Li- Limited? By any chance, is that part of the top two fifty? No, I don't. Two fifty? I don't know. I only looked up the list of top one hundred. Uh, on the top one hundred, another one on our list is The Goodfellas. Now I'm gonna give a brief synopsis about The Goodfellas. The Goodfellas. The Goodfellas is a nineteen ninety. Goodfellas. It's Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Sorry, is a nineteen ninety American biographical crime film directed by Martin Scorsese. Who also wrote... Uh, 19 when? 90? 90. Okay, wow. 90. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is an, is it, it's a film adaption of the 1985 nonfiction book by, uh, called Wise Guy by Pelleggi. Or Pelleggi. I apologize if I mess that up. Um, starring Robert Nero, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, sorry. Lorraine Brock, Bracho. Brock, Bracho? Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul Sorvino. The film narrates Sorvino. the wise... The rise and fall of mob associate Henry Hill and his friends and family from 1955 to 1980. Now, this is rated one of the top 100 movies that anybody should watch. And I've, I've known I've seen it on the list, at least in the top 50. It's ranked before. So I wrote it on it. I think it's number 19. Number 19. It is at huh? number 19. Wow. It is at number 19. So, um, I, okay. I could see that. Now, this movie is. To me, another cult classic. But to you guys, I wouldn't say it's a cult classic. It's just a classic movie, America Americana. Opinions. You'd say right. it's a cult classic. No, I'm just saying it's Lenin's opinion. It's my opinion. Oh, well, For he's example, wrong. There's, I, I could be. Like I said, there's a lot of movies that, that gangster movies that I, 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 in my opinion, like, like Godfather or Scarface. Those are cult classics because there's only a certain amount of people that like. Or a certain nah, demographic. Dude, this is top 100 on IMDb this, or whatever. It's but that's still in cri- number one movie. In crime cults, this is one of the right. movies. Kind of like Never Ending Story or, or Lord of the Rings is a cult for fa- uh, fantasy. This is a cult. I think it's a quintessential along the lines of other like Godfathers. Maybe for me, opinion again. Sidebar. What is the number one movie on this top 100? The Godfather. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. That is the number one movie most quintessential movie of the last century okay so so the, the that's good not fellas. even an opinion good fellas <laughs> good fellas so good fellas is about a guy who is snitched on the mob who snitched on the mob because he um story of henry hill who, snitched who is on not the mob. italian he's an irishman uh who is in, 
who came up in the ranks with the rest of the Italian guys. Grew up in the Italian neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Became a wise guy. Became a wise guy. And then gets well, gets in trouble with. Oh, no, he can't be a wise guy. He can't guy. be. No. He almost no, no, never no, made. He, he, he never yeah. made. Um, gets in trouble with them and then becomes like. A big, does he become an informant? Poor. He's a dope fiend. He becomes a junkie. I mean, he, he goes to jail. A drug user. Then he becomes a junkie. Then he gets caught up again. And he becomes an informant. Yeah, but it also pulls witness off protection. in real life the Lufthansa, the Lufthansa heist, heist which, which it's ro- barely talked about. I mean, it's like that's skimmed over. My only quarrel with this movie. That's my only quarrel. That's your only movie. quarrel? How about yeah. Joe Pesci? No, 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 no. Just how about Ray Liotta? No, because we talk about like the actual actions in movies, and that I feel like this movie does not capitalize on what actually happens. In that, no, they just tell you, they just say, you kind of assume, yeah, you know, you just assume it. I think that's really cool about the movie that they just glaze over it, yeah, that it's so it's so big, but that's not what this is about, so it's just that's true. The movie was about Henry Hill, right? It, but in one scene, you're you see them prepping for it, or they actually for a majority of the movie, see them prepping for it, and then next movie, they're in a bar chilling because they're celebrating, and then you know, they're like, oh, don't bring your mink coats, don't bring your Cadillacs in here. But and they're celebrating like it just happened, so I, it's just like I don't see that. I didn't see that, and I missed that part. But going back in general, Goodfellas, you watch it on TNT, you watch it on TBS, you watch it on TV. I could pick this movie up, and I am sitting on the couch. I could watch this movie anytime during whatever it's played to finish this movie because I enjoy it that much. I think so. Like I was telling you guys earlier, I have to differentiate Henry Hill. Ray Liotta, Goodfellas, and then this thing that's actually real life. So it's hard. For me, the movie is a great movie, but we got Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, who I don't like. Then we have Henry Hill, who's really just a junky piece of shit person who ratted out. I mean, if we're talking about loyalty, that's an unloyal person. So those two things, you know, I don't like those two things. The movie itself. You don't like rats? I don't like rats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the movie itself, I do enjoy it, and I you don't think like Takashi Six Nine. I don't don't mess up my lo- um, don't mess up my algorithm on Hulu. By the way, did you do it? Okay, sidebar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's pointing at somebody. In there. Sidebar, Isak, don't fuck up her Hulu algorithm. I already watched it last night. Even though she's already got cuties on Netflix. No. <laughs> Relax, re. But I'm with so you don't like Henry Hill because he's a rat. Yeah, I don't like Henry Hill the person. I mm-hmm. think he's a rat. And I, and then to go like walk the red carpet with Ray Liotta afterwards and stuff—that's weird to me. I just don't think that's. I don't know. I'm weirded out by that. And if you were in witness protection, how did you pull that off? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. But that's not what this is. This the statue is just of limitations. Well, I mean, wouldn't the mob just kill you off anyway? Well, if, if they you're find a you. Rat? Well, they found you at the red carpet. At that point, I think everybody was gone. Oh. He was the last one to die. Oh. But to me, that I love the movie. Love the movie. Yeah. Hate Henry Hill as a person. He's a snitch. He's a junkie. No loyalty. That's, I, like, if any person has any one of those characteristics, disgusted. He has all three of them. I'm disgusted. If he by wasn't that. a junkie, he's he like still snitched. I'm never loyal to any company. company. There's no loyalty. I don't like if you have one of those things. Yeah. I don't I can't stand it. I don't want to be around you. Know they were no breaking the nothing. law? Dude, I'm I mean, they were still breaking the law. You, you were say, breaking Take the take the take the druggie 
take the the this the what do you call that out of the way? You know the the murders. You know what they did was wrong though, right? That is, I'm not applauding their lifestyle. Right. I'm saying this person doing what he did, everything he did, he went and he told on everybody else because he couldn't take the heat. If yep. you have, if you have oh, read thing, that versus yeah. watched uh, Ray Liotta's presentation of that character, would you have the same effect? Yes. But do you mm-hmm. feel that any of what he did, Henry Hill in his lifetime, was commendable in any way anyway? Before he gets... As far as this movie or as far as what? As far as this movie. Or before... Well, you guys know Henry Hill more than I do, he, so... He starts off as a, a like a cool kid, like helping people out. But right. then after that, he starts getting really deep into like the whole... All my life, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Yeah, he wanted to be a gangster. So the kid starts off like giving rides to people. Yo, the movie though, start, starting That's what off, Lee does. Great line to start off a movie. Yeah. The Quote way it's it. narrated... Great. Oh, it's narrated very well. Yeah. It's narrated great. I mean, so the movie itself, yeah, I, I enjoy the movie. Yeah, great movie, great movie, great story, great everything, everything. But the fact that he turned over Paulie, the boss, you know what <laughs> I mean? You don't when he said, "Don't get into the drugs." Right. I don't want to end up the rest of my life in jail. I don't want to die in jail. What does he do? He doesn't give up the drugs. He doesn't give up the stupidity, and he ends up, and ends up putting Paulie in jail he, for the rest of his life. He does and dies mess in there. up. He does mess up. He does mess after, up. After after Paulie had given him everything right. in that movie, right? I mean, in life, I guess, in real life too. But he had done everything. He made sure this kid was was protected. Was protected. Everything he had, right. he made sure he never wanted for anything. He gave him life lessons. Right. I'm a fan of the mafia movie or the just the of actual the, of the lifestyle of the lifestyle of the of the families of, of whatever the loyalties in of the loyalties and the values of <laughs> yeah, yeah. or the crime or? of how they kept things they also kept things in order okay. murder? if you look at any of those well you knew not to, who not to mess around with if you look at any of those movies you see the neighborhoods were pretty well in line and you knew for a fact don't go do this here because you know what's going to happen there's repercussions do i agree with the murders and all this the mayhem all that no but the fact how everything was kept in line, I appreciate that. Hey, um, Al Pacino or Danny or For what? The, who's the other guy? De Niro. The, De Niro. Who? Which one is it? De Niro. De Niro. And the woman, the Bracho, mm, his I like, wife. I like her as a yeah. Actress. She's she's great in this movie. All right, so go ahead. You want to go? No, I was just thinking, this is a good movie. It has amazing. Actors, no matter if I dislike Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci. Well, what do you? Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't get that. Why don't, why you, don't like you like him? What about Pesci? Yeah. You know what? It's probably I don't like Joe Pesci because of his, the way that he acts in this movie. In this movie, it, it is evil. He's an evil yeah. man. Yeah. Is yeah. it because he's short? It's probably because he's short. He's what about when he plays Nicky Santoro in um, <laughs> Casino? He almost He's playing the same, these guys as he, if that's who they are. Though I watched yeah. another movie with uh, Danny with um, Danny Pesci <laughs> and uh, uh, the guy, the the guy De Niro. That, De Niro. Casino. No, the, it's Irish older. Man. No, oh. it's older, and they um, it's like in the twenties. They grew up together as little guys. It's top. It's top one hundred as well. They grew up together as little kids, and then they become and um is that Niro Brooklyn, goes to Brooklyn to story or something no oh. no but anyways pesci plays the same thing in that movie too mm. are and they so, is it mafia Joe Pesci's always angry in every fucking movie Not except every movie. home alone oh, he's, well, angry, he's angry, there angry there too, there too. because marv is he alive 
Yeah, he's alive. Yeah. He's not Irishman. Yeah, so I just I don't like I don't like Joe Pesci's character, and I think that's how I was introduced to Joe Pesci, not knowing that he was the same person in Home Alone. My cousin Vinny. Little. My cousin Vinny. He's a different guy in that movie. This, and he's not a he's not a, a firecracker. Not really. No. There's a movie called With Honors where Brandon Fraser is a uh, Harvard student, and he tries to like turn in his paper, and then. <laughs> Joe Pesci's a homeless man who finds his paper in the street. And uh, it's like he's not the regular Joe Pesci. He's a bum off the street. It's a great Joe Pesci movie. But I want to go back to Scorsese before going on another tangent. Yeah. Scorsese does something that's really neat with all of his movies. There's a lot, a lot of dark humor in his movies where you're giggling at the most sad yet like vile or tragic things like in like kind of like in um it, there's a scene <laughs> there's a scene in goodfellas where they have a body in the trunk of a car and they're trying to get rid of the body and they go have dinner at joe oh, pesci's yeah. mom's house yeah. and they're making fun of a, a frame that's sitting up there saying like, oh that's a guy that we're you know that's a that's a guy that's in the trunk right now and they're laughing martin scorsese has this kind of scene similar in like the departed he has this almost like a similar scene in um man other is a casino that he also directed uh taxi driver he has a lot of these dark humorous scenes that's just like wow you know you way to take a a very dark turn and make light of a situation uh which is golden scorsese is scorsese the same guy who fled america no they're talking about the guy who made the the pianist that yeah that's his name that's a that's a different guy. He didn't flee America. That's Scorsese is, is he made Shutter Island. He made um, Casino, Goodfellas. A lot of the mob movies are his movies. Yeah. Um, they, he has a lot of suspense movies. Right. I don't know how you don't. The know. pianist is uh, Roman Polanski. I oh Roman Polanski is it. I don't. I don't watch a lot of movies. That's why I'm the Proctor. Wolf of Wall Street. He did make Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, that's another uh, dark humor. Taxi Driver is good. Once Upon a Time in America is the movie you're talking about. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. with them. That's. Mm -hmm. I think De Niro's a boxer in that movie, isn't he? No, that's talking about Raging Bull. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Where they're they're brothers, Gangs in New York. That's another great movie. Um, So in Goodfellas, you have uh, you know story of a of a character. Who who kind of takes a dark turn, um, and then but everyone around him, you kind of root for everyone. I I, I liked Robert De Niro. I liked Joe Pesci in it, and Joe Pesci's about to get made uh, in the end of the movie. But then yeah, but they kill the they guy. kill him off. And then uh, sorry, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's been nineteen ninety nine. Sorry, <laughs> um, you root for everyone around Ray Liotta's character because you start to like Ray, Paul Sorvino, <laughs> the the prison scene where he's making. They're making the food. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're making the food. pasta in jail because they have it made in jail. They they like they're in prison and they're cooking just amazing pasta in jail. It's like the world of the mob. You just see it for first hand account. And I feel like they've never seen like the, anything before this when it comes to mob movies. Yeah, maybe maybe go, the Godfather. Maybe not really because that's that's a different, different director. But Scorsese made a made it an interesting movie in the 90s when he did this because i i can't see any other movies that compare to goodfellas when it comes to this kind of mob like stuff you, you, the the three pigeons in the animaniacs are built 
after the Goodfellas characters. Really? Everybody yeah. in GTA 5 and all the GTA series are made after. Out of the Goodfellas characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's quintessential. As far as the top 100 films and being number 19, yep, that's fine. That's the, I, I'm okay with this. Um, do you find yourself rooting for the wife? Oh yeah, oh for for sure. She she gets the, she gets the the nothing happened. I mean, I don't want to say anything about the wife because I want you to go ahead and watch the movie. But I feel for her. She has to put. The, she has to go through like so much of Henry Hill, uh, in this that. It's just like, man, you had to really put up with all this stuff. She yeah. went from rags to riches, though. Like she went from nothing yeah, she, to, but she came from a good family, right? And he introduced her. She kept herself in it, though, guys. Yeah, in the life. She becomes a junkie herself or a user. I don't know if it's a junkie, right? Yeah. But when so, she stand, when she's standing over him with a gun, and I'm like, <laughs> do it. Like, yeah, just yeah, do it. Just do let him have it. Let him have it. I, it's what you said. You you. You cheer for everybody around him. Right. Uh, necessary. Everything to me was fine until he started using. Right. And it's weird because after this movie, Ray Liotta plays. I, I don't know a movie before this that Ray Liotta plays, but every movie after Goodfellas, I feel like Ray Liotta plays Henry Hill in every single movie. I don't know. Maybe guys, maybe just me. I don't think Ray Liotta is a great actor. And Well, know. what's the guy's name that uh, is in Bronx Tale? He's one of the... Sonny? In the Bronx Tale? Who's Sonny in the Bronx? Sonny is the head gangster. And yeah. Oh, you're talking about. Um, I feel like he in every movie was also. He plays a he plays a, a typecasted character. Mm. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. But either way, um, uh huh. I feel like, well, I feel like you guys, you guys pretty pretty Ch- much. Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, you guys put Goodfellas in the top uh, 100, and you and you say that 19 is a good fit. Yeah, I see. Isak, what do you what do you think? I say I, I I like the movie. I like everything. I don't like Henry Hill <laughs> as a person. I don't like the character. I don't like him. I don't like anything that he did. I I, did, I can't stand for any of that. Monique, I'm I'm with you there. I enjoyed the movie. Um, I could watch it again. Like I I hate watching movies twice, mm-hmm. but this is one of those movies that I can rewatch. You hate watching absolutely hate, hate watching, movies, watching twice? movies twice, even I'm if like, you miss something the first time. Even if I, yeah, if I don't like, like if it wasn't that great of a movie, like I'll watch The Departed probably more than once. I'll watch mm-hmm. um, Inglorious Bastards more than once. I'll watch The Godfather over and over. But most movies I'm like, no, nah, I, I see, I've seen it, I'm done. Even when we were watching this this last time, probably last last fall, last fall I was yeah. like, nah, I don't want to watch that. I already watched it. I don't need to ever watch it again. But then... I mean, same, like, it's on in the background, and I'll sit down, or I can still get into it attention-wise. But yeah, same, this time I sat there and watched the whole thing and found it to be a great movie. But I hate, I dislike Henry Hill, and I dislike Ray Lee. Hello? The the body (laughs) counts in Scorsese films, with with the exception of a few, is crazy. And Goodfellas is one of them. There is some body counts in in this movie. People being put into meat lockers. People get st- stabbed with screwdrivers in the back of the head. It, it's an interesting, and then also like senseless, senseless violence. A kid gets shot at because he's trying to like make a joke. Like at Pesci a, again, right? Yeah, and it's like what is happening? See, but here? that goes back to getting out of line. <laughs> you knew who you who you who you could talk to. You just to because respect. the made men were talking that yeah. way doesn't mean you could. You could talk. Yeah. Just, I, I don't agree with he killed him over that though. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. Tell him to shut up and you know. But. You're right. It's just, but um, 
I I think it's one of the one of the better movies, like mob movies out there. So. I think I know Goodfellas, according to what I've read and what I've seen, um, it says that it's based off a nonfiction yeah. book. This Henry is the Hill. story of Henry Hill. Is this, Are you here or what? So no, I'm listening to you guys. I'm you saying. Asleep while we're talking. I'm saying, is this true story? Yes. <laughs> no, it's <is> nonfiction. <laughs> No, because sometimes they put fluff on it. No, dude, Henry Hill, the Lufthansa, this is all for real. This person is a real-life person. If you see the you pull up, look up Henry Hill, you'll see him with Ray Liotta going down the red carpet. Red carpet. This is real. Well, the Titanic was real, too, but that movie wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Monique mentioned earlier, she, she, she briefly spoke about the Inglorious Bastards, and I have here on the notes from Isaac, that it's not ranked in the top 100. It's not. Neither is the Bronx Tale, since we talked about that earlier. Now, how do you guys feel about the Inglorious Bastards? Let's just do a, a quick deep dive in that. You guys feel that that movie is appropriate and should be rated in the top 100? Yes. Yes, I think so. Now, what do you th- what do you think separates that movie apart from anything? For example, like I brought up in the beginning of this uh, this podcast, that the Billboard um, top 100 was changed in 2012. And this is music. I know this is not movies, but the Billboard Music Top 100 was changed in 2012 and totally screwed up the the, the algorithm or whatever you want to call it. But um, how do you how do you feel? What would this place, or how would you feel this would place in, in that new Top 100? What? Goodfellas? In Glorious Bastards. Top 20. Top 20, and here's why I think it's, I think it's funny. I think it's got a wonderful story. Um, like even the cinematography of the movie is great. Like when I think about Inglorious Bastards, I think it has great color, but also doesn't in the right places. Even though the guy, I don't know their names. I'm not a Aldo. Even though he's Brad this Pitt. awful person, no, the other guy, the, the oh Hans, Lieutenant Hans Landa. Yeah, it's there's still a comedic like it's undertone dark. behind yeah. it. I don't know. I just think Christopher, what's his name? Uh, Christoph Waltz. 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 Oh, oh Waltz? Waltz. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. That guy's a great actor. He's great actor. Great actor. He's one. Okay, so the two times that this guy's won an Academy Award is within two different Quentin Tarantino movies. One, uh, Inglourious Bastards, and two, Django. Almost plays the same character, almost, though. Not a Inglourious Bastards, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Django, he's, he's a, a hero. hero. Yeah, he's a hero. Um, I agree with what Monique is saying. Um, and just like um, Reservoir Dogs, this has tremendous dialogue where you could get lost, but and there's almost like dialogue that doesn't really pertain to the movie in general, but it's just so riveting. It is so. This bar scene is one of the most like That's the only scene I remember. In it's the whole one of movie. the most thrilling scenes because nobody makes it out alive, and that's quintessential Tarantino right there. In Inglorious Bastards when they're underneath? Yeah, in the bar. I feel like with that movie, you can almost take scenes out to be their own oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Now, you guys are talking about the 2009 film, right? Not the 1978 film? Not the 1978. Not the, yeah, exactly. No, the Quentin Tarantino one. <laughs> okay. Hey, I have a question because I wasn't around. The 12 Angry Men. Are you guys talking about the old I just made a reference. One, yeah, I made a reference to the black and white one. And I drew similarities, similarities to that in um, 
Reservoir Dogs. I'm looking at I'm looking through the list of the top 100. It's in black and white. Yeah, the old one, the first, the original. Yeah, it's What's, it's, it's no, not from. Qu- I it's saw from, the second one. It's not from Quentin Tarantino. No, 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 it's not. I saw the second one with. It was older, but it's still. Oh, it's like it's clear. It's probably yeah. It's it's more so modern. modern. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. No, we went Twelve back. Angry Men. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, a different different movie. But I'm looking at the top 100, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I want to take some of these movies out to Spirited. put Inglorious Bastards in. There are really great movies in this top 100. Spirited. Spirited needs to get the f out. What is Spirited? That? You mean Spirited? about the horse? Are you about Spirited Away. Spirited Away. I love oh. that movie. Miyazaki is one of the best animators for Japanese anime. Spirited Away is very clever. Is that what that movie is? Anime? It's an anime movie. Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't like, put that in there either. I, I could, I could, I could take away here. Wally from Top 100. Get no, out of here. That's a good. That's <laughs> great. Message. First, all, yeah, Wally was one See, of the best. But your 100 ever. is different from my 100. I wouldn't have Star Wars, but I never was into that. Brokeback Mountain wouldn't. I wouldn't put that in there either. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, that's number one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just I don't I don't know. I uh, there's some movies that just don't hit for me. Oh, you know what? It's on there. I think Alien. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alien's great. I didn't think so. You don't think so? No, the it's one first with, of its kind. Um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it's first no. of its kind. To be honest, though, I watch uh, Alien, and it, like if, if it's on TV, I can skip it. Like I, I can pass. Yeah, I will. Pass that it's time. like one of those things. Where, like I'm watching Species. I'm just like, you know oh. what? I'll pass on that too. That's how I feel about Star Wars, but wow. Lee loves Star Wars. Wow. Is that? I could watch Star Wars uh, I, I multiple times. I could watch the um, Hobbit ones and the Lord of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings is in top 100. The Hobbit, I don't think. There's two that. Lord of the Rings in top There's, 100. Now, do really? you guys feel like yeah. you guys are you guys are into a lot of the top 100? I am. I'm looking through this right now. I think there I'm, are some classics in and there, but there, there are d- few, oh, maybe five that sure, knock them out. For sure. Now, I'm going to shout out. be in the top 20. I'm going to shout out Heath Ledger, RIP. What do you guys feel about the Dark Knight? In Batman. I think Dark Knight was the best Batman there ever was. Right. Greatest Batman there ever was. I watched it um, on a sheet in the summer when it was cold, so I don't have... Um, oh, that's right. Oh, that was your first time watching that? Yeah. That's the only time I watched it. That was, <laughs> it was like a couple years ago. That was yeah. a good experience. Best Batman, best Joker. It's best, best, best Batman, Batman, Batman. Hands Joker, down, yeah. and yeah. best Batman movie overall. Agreed. I agree. I with absolutely that. agree. Something that I could watch. If that's on TV, I'll watch that. I'll watch that forever. That's one of those things that I will watch. You watch every it, Batman Forever, single time. I'll watch I'm, that and Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is also a great movie. I Lee and I actually it. paid for tickets to watch this. To watch it this in the movie theater. in the theater again, <laughs> again last year yeah, or two, two years, years ago. ago yeah. I think these are. I I like all those movies where it's history, and Inglorious Bastards is stretched. It's a little stretched, but I, I like them being the winners. I like if Inglorious Bastards was a real thing, I would not be mad at it. What do you guys think in, when you said Dark Knight? What about the Joker? Oh, he's, um, he's so Heath Ledger was the, thing the is, is the best Joker hands down ever. There's right. no he got into the role, he played it, he did exactly what the Joker wanted to do. The Joker, people miss the misconception that people have is that he wanted to destruct and destroy everything Batman did and and all this. The Joker just wanted to make Batman laugh. So I've the seen the movie. Is he just wants to make the Batman laugh. Yeah. So I've seen the movie like four times. I also read the comics. And to me, um, aside from Mark uh, Hamill, is his name? 
Mark Hamill plays the, the right. Joker in the cartoon. So Mark Hamill plays the Joker in the cartoons. He's the Luke Skywalker. Luke, uh, the Heath Ledger comes so close to what the portrayal of Mark Hamill did when I was a kid, where it was Joker just being wild. He was just crazy. He was he wasn't like he there wasn't anything seriously wrong with him. He just thought a lot differently than what um, normal people would, right? But it would be in in the way that it would be edgy or like out of bounds. And then when Heath Ledger portrayed him in as a Joker, it was something I've never seen before in any kind of acting. It wasn't method acting because it wasn't something that it wasn't something that someone already portrayed that you just caught on and started method acting. It was something that you pretty much learned on your own and created a character for it. And you made it impossible to recreate, right? Like, I agree. there's there's a new Joker already out, and it's definitely not Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger as the Joker is second to none because there's there's no way you can recreate that character. There's there's it's so much passion, so much uh, differences from what his char- character portrayed than anybody else's, and then the way that he dove into the character. Uh, I mean, allegedly. Like, Too he much. ended his life from it. Like, I mean, that's crazy to me. I'm looking at the top 20. Um, there's a couple movies in here. Now, it could be the silent, like, silent minority in this one. Well, you're not silent, but. Oh, oh okay. The un- un- I'm, not, I, I'm unpopular opinion. There are two John Hughes movies in the top 100 that I am not a fan of. Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club. I don't oh, no. care for either what? of those movies. How can you put those up against any of the movies we're discussing? Exactly. And Inglourious Bastards are not in the top 100, but okay, Ferris Bueller's okay, Day okay, Off okay, okay. And, and Breakfast Club is in it? Nah. The other I'm thing good. is, though, we also grew up in, a, in an era where... First of all, I like The Breakfast Club. Right. We didn't watch no, those movies when we were young. No, thanks. And getting older and like in our teens. So that's... I saw when I was young. Well, we were little. We weren't... No, he's like, saying in the age right. where you're growing. When like, that was okay. when like when when that would kind of set the benchmark for the greatest movies, like that would set the benchmark. Like it'd be like, okay, oh, that's no. the best movie that came out this year. Oh no! Are you talking when you okay. going back back when you were talking about the Joker? Are you talking about the new Joker, Joaquin Phoenix Joker? I'm talking about every Joker, Joker ever made besides like Heath Ledger. I didn't die. That I movie like, was too dark, and yeah. he was like, I felt too sorry. Relax, Joker. <laughs> well, that's his. That's, that's his. I mean, I know that's, that's his, his character. Persona. That's who it's supposed to be. But I feel like, like you don't have to call that movie Joker. Call that movie like a guy's really. That's pretty much Taxi Driver. That movie is Taxi um, Driver. Yeah, almost. No, almost. it's it's Taxi Driver. The guy goes from point A to point B. Dial mental health. Mental though, health. It it's to, a mental again, health issue. I want to say it was to bring spotlight to mental health. Mental health. Right. But they, I think they went too far. Right, they were kind of went too dark. Like he got I mean, too dark and too. It went too far. Right. It was like, chill. Yeah. Take the Xanax. The Dark Knight was a terrorist. That guy was a methodical terrorist who wanted to create anarchy. And it's kind of funny because in three of the of the, um, what's his was he a terrorist? What's the, All he did was incite violence. Well, yeah, within the people itself. In the the Batman Begins, the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. They all have a th- theme of just anarchy. They have a theme of tossing the government because, and you know, 
I'm sorry, Gotham City. Gotham City is a horrible place to live. But Terrible it's, it's place. An, it's an amalgamation of of our of our culture, our demographic. It's New in York, one, Chicago, in LA. One city. In one. Why would you? Why would you want to live there? But the three Christopher Nolan Batman movies are a a test of government. It's a test of 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 characters who want to overthrow what is just in those three movies. They all have a same a similar theme. Theme. And one of the main persons that make those three movies worthwhile is the Joker in the Dark Knight Rises. In the Dark Knight, I agree. I can't say anything. Better than that. <laughs> I loved all those Batman movies, the new ones, the Heat, Heat oh, Ledger. No, what's, Ledger. What's his name? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Batman. Oh, uh, Christopher Christian Nolan. Bale. Christian Bale. Uh-huh. Those Batman movies, great, great movies. The Joker one, the Dark Knight Rises, best, best one of all With of them. With Bane. No, with Joker. With the Dark Knight. Dark Knight. The Bane one was cool. The first, which was the first one? The Batman Begins. That's yeah, what that Mason. one was cool. Mm-hmm. But the Dark Knight <laughs> blows it out of the water. Out of the water. It makes it like Saving Private Ryan you, of the Batman series. I remember watching it with my brother in the theater for the first time, and I'm like, I can't wait for the Joker to come out. I didn't give a shit about Batman. Yeah. I was like, ooh. I can remember Lee and I looked at each other yeah. after the movie was done. We're like, wow. Yeah, fuck? what did I just watch? Great movie. Mm-hmm. I'm happy none of the Avengers are on that top 100. We it just went through the, the one I'm looking at. Yeah. IMBD went top 100. I am. What is it? am. What number is it? Uh, the Avengers 50 is number 57. Oh, okay, because we went through a list right now. What? And then, Those movies and then suck, we, dude. Wait, fifty-six Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. Yeah, we we, we looked at different lists. Our list that we looked in is a different. IMBD has its own list. Yeah, but so. that sucks. I would not have those movies on there. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put a Marvel movie in the top one hundred. If if there's one Marvel movie I would put in the top one hundred, it would probably be the first Iron Man. Yep, that's it. The first yep. Iron Man. It would. It, it, that's the only movie. Because Monique, have you seen any of the Marvel movies? Yeah. Which one if you've seen one, one then you've seen, seen them all. The only one They're kind of similar. Seen is Endgame. You oh. haven't seen Endgame? Yeah, that's the only one I haven't probably, seen. Probably. You probably watch it. <laughs> no, I didn't watch yeah, it either. But I feel like I've seen one. I've seen them all. They all end exactly the same. <laughs> the, they're similar in, in a way. I hate those movies. <laughs> well, that was our um, our movie talk. A little forum about three movies in the top 100 and a movie that wasn't in the top 100 about. Actors and two uh, movies that were in the top 100. That's what I said. Belly and Nicolas Bastards are not in. Oh, my bad. Two movies in the top 100 that, or that aren't in the top 100. Okay. That's okay. So, thank you, host. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Now, do you guys, you guys have anything else to say about movies? Yeah, I think Ray Liotta's only great movie, that big, big movie, was this. Yeah, we wouldn't know Ray Liotta otherwise. Really? That was, uh, yeah. What? What do you uh, think? Smoking Aces? You guys don't like Ray Liotta and Smoke. Smoking Aces? He didn't really, was he have a major Wasn't role? He, he didn't have a major role. He was a yeah. cop in that movie. He didn't have a major role in it. A cop? He's a cop in that movie. He's, I saw the movie. It was mm. nothing spectacular like, oh, that's Ray Liotta. He's an A-list actor. Well, the only the only reason, is it Goodfellas, I think? Goodfellas, the only reason I know Ray Liotta in Goodfellas is because that Joe Pesci and him scene. Funny how? Mm-hmm. You think I'm funny? Funny how? Like a clown? And then he's like backing down. That's it. That's the only reason I know Ray Liotta, really. I don't think he I think exactly what you said Is that he wouldn't be anybody We wouldn't know Ray Liotta Unless he had this movie Now would you hate Ray Liotta If he played anything else I loved him in the B movie (laughs) (laughs) His B looks exactly like Ray Liotta too It's funny Lee last thoughts Um, Movies 
I have a huge appreciation for movies. I love movies. Something that TV shows and stuff that cannot cannot uh, do captivate. for me. You can, cannot captivate for me because movies or TV shows, you they can show you a character and you have to stick with the character. And sometimes TV shows are canceled and they don't really give your character a fair shake. I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. So when you see movies, you... You see a, a character development and they and what happens to them in that two three hour time frame or or a trilogy, mm-hmm. right? And it's it it's a, a an experience, you know, that I've grown up with watching movies. Monique, I am not a movie person. I don't like the commitment, but I um <laughs> think that I, <laughs> I feel like I go ahead, Monique. Talk. I feel like I can. Find a good movie. Like, I could tell you, oh, that was a good movie. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> okay. I feel like I really enjoy this conversation. I can talk a little bit more about different movies because I we have been on a goal to watch all top 100. Oh, there's several Who's movies. Who's we? There's several movies that I see in that Monique list. Monique has to elaborate. On Who's we? Either, so. James and I. James and oh, I are okay. going through the list, like, downloaded the movies and have been just going through. So there's a yeah. lot of them that are on there that I could discuss that's all all right we're gonna take please that. stop making fast and the furious movies <laughs> <laughs> please i don't care about them going outer space <laughs> i have no clue where they even have fast left to go anymore they've been to samoa 17. they've been to la they've been Mars. to london they've been to brazil they've been to, uh, everywhere like Tokyo. just stop mexico please and somebody recall fast and the furious too <laughs> Too fast, but it's too fast. It's too disappointing. It's too fast, too furious. Nah, Luda has a fro. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where can they find you? Loki Washi on Instagram. Open yellow underscore PC Instagram. You can find me at LennonMZ at, on Instagram and Red Capuno on Facebook. You can find all of us on Open Yellow. Opinado. Uh, oh. Uh, however you want to spell it, there's no N yet. It's just a regular N. PC underscore PC. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You can find us all at Opinado. Hold on. You can find us all at Opinado underscore PC. Do it again. You Dance. can find us all. The Dance right now. Me. Dance. Anyways, that was the top 100. And you can find us on. Uh, Opinando underscore PC on Instagram. Tell your friends about us. Like, like, share, subscribe, 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 comment. Do the other. Tell us what you want us. Tell us what you want us to talk about in the next episode. Put some comments down there and tell us what you think about the episodes too. Give us a rating. Tell us how raunchy Lenin is. Tell us what you think the most foul person of the year is. You know what? Go ahead and comment straight to me. (laughs) Bring your comments straight to my page. (laughs) No, no, no. We need the traffic. At Opinado underscore PC on Instagram. On Instagram. And, uh, and shout out, I met too, her beauty and. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. And shout out to our newest sponsor, Beauty and Power. Underscore Beauty and Power. And our oldest sponsor, Black Pines. Um, whatever they Communities? do. Communities? I don't know. Shout out James Strutman. And then um, this has been Opinado. Otis. Ava Otis oh, Design. And Ava Otis Designs. And Sorry. Underscore. Ava underscore Otis Designs, right? Yes. And Nico underscore O'Connor. Nico underscore O'Connor. Family's doing big things. Big things. Bow. Check them out. Thank you.
As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.